0: Yeah. I love my HBCU. Yeah. And boy. Bon. I love it, love it. Yeah, I love it, love it. Yeah, yeah, I love my HBCU. And man. I hope my teen they won 1. Yeah. I hope my teen they won 1. Yeah. Man. I hope my teen they won 1. Yeah. I hope my team they won 1. Yeah. I tune into the ACCU Sports Lab to see my team want to lost. Love, yeah. If they lost, love. I'm quiet as a mouth. But if they want, keep tab, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. and talkin control, talkin they know what they be talking about. Talkin about. They can press the yeah. analytic data with the hip-hop. Yeah. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want to lost.
1: So listen to professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gonna teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill's Inside the HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on assignment. I think he got assignment from the wife, uh, making sure that he took the nephew out to the baseball game. Talking about the Astros. I did my duties yesterday with Deuce. We took a round tour, went to the College World Series. Came back, went to – well, not all the way back. Went to Dallas and then up to Kansas. check out the Negro League Baseball Museum. Made it home and then decided to check out a baseball game for Juneteenth weekend as we were invited to that. So full weekend. It seemed like we did about a week worth of travel, with Charles, but it was only four days. We left Friday and came on back Monday. It was pretty wild, pretty wild. But we got it all in. Deuce uh, Continues to be on the loose and gets it done. With that being said, do welcome some to this. episode 404, the Inside the HBC Sports Live radio show and podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBC ask for all things HBC Sports. For institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBC Sports culture, HBC Athletic Aesthetics to facilitate the story of HBC Athletic programs and the business of HBC Sports. I'm your host, Dr. Nyata Cavill, along with my co host. Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. Mike Washington is out on so we have nothing other than AD Drew. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to our KCW 430 M Studios with the multi-Texas Radio Hall of Fame Ralph Cooper in a beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. With that being said, Charles, how are you doing
2: today? i uh, doing well, Doc. Doing well. I tell you what, it is a uh... Looking at my computer, it's about 104 degrees outside right now here in Houston, Texas. <laughs> no golf when it's above back 100, back 100 degrees. was hearing all this about all this
1: heat. Now it, was, it wasn't that hot, you know, Midwest. And I came back and folks told me it was hot. I didn't realize that it, it was that hot. So it's thanks for reminding y'all.
2: <laughs> scorching. Fried
1: <laughs> Friday,
2: Fried Yeah. Drew?
1: Is it that hot where you are, or are you still dealing with the storms?
3: No. We got a day without rain today, but it will be back Wednesday, Thursday, and possibly into, into Friday. <laughs> and, and because of the cloud cover, it only got up to uh, 76 degrees here today. So I'm loving it here in South Georgia. Temperature-wise. But not necessarily weather wise because like you say, I, I Noah must be my new neighbor, uh where I moved to because it's been raining like like, like Noah's art is around the corner from me uh here in South Georgia. And uh but then, they, you say you uh, you went to the Negro League uh museum in Kansas City Yes, uh, yes, to yes, yes. i I've I've been there. That Negro League hat that you see me wear, I actually bought that at the uh at the Negro League uh, Museum, that is, that is that—that was an experience.
1: Yeah, it was pretty nice. He actually Deuce actually ran the bases inside, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. He got a little miniature back with the Negro Leagues on it and got uh, baseball as well, so he was happy. We went to Arthur's Barbecue down the street. Um, okay. With those famous sandwiches, because uh, I wanted him to get a taste of the, Texas barbecue and Kansas city barbecue and see what he thought. Um, the size of the sandwiches is crazy. They pile up all this meat. so we got this double sandwich, uh, half sausage and they had these huge sausages. So they slice it like that. So they just layers of sausage meat, subway type. If you think about it, but barbecue cook, uh, and then they had the brisk, not the same flavor, but it was good. But they certainly gave you a full, full uh, Amount of food because we couldn't even finish it. There it was him, I had just one plate, we shared it. No fries or nothing like that, it was just too much meat. When he started piling up <laughs> on that sandwich, I was like,
3: Uh, we don't need the fries. <laughs> so, so wait, with, with that being said, Dr. Kavir, Texas barbecue, Kansas City barbecue.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm biased, I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> see, so he biased. already gave it away, Charles, hey, he like the City, <laughs> but he Charles, can't see yeah, I'm biased. I'm I'm biased. Texas barbecue. It wasn't even close for that. Matter. But I mean, it was good. It was good. But Charles get a kick out of this. I asked Deuce which one he like. Guess what he said. What barbecue he like. Mississippi yeah, barbecue? Yes. So I don't know. <laughs> <what he said. laughs> look. Every time I look up, he says something. I'm like, man, Charles been talking to him. Again. i was like, man, yeah, they you, do fish. <laughs> you might as <laughs> well go there. Barbecue
2: over there. You might as well go ahead and sign Deuce on <laughs> over to Jackson State University right now where he will be well taken care of. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know. I
0: know I thought, I just, I, uh, I, I I about Deuce,
2: would never live it there. I thought about Deuce the other day because uh they had their band camp this past weekend and I said eh, probably about another 12, 13 more years or so. I can see him uh, right over there in band camp. So. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be.
1: We'll be staying in the hotels going down there trying to figure it out. And I said, like, man, this, mm-hmm. this is going to be
3: all hard mm-hmm. to explain. To <laughs> Go ahead, Adrian. I say you forgot to do one thing with your barbecue you're in Kansas City. Uh, I don't know if y'all do it down there in Texas. But you got to put the potato salad on top of the beef <laughs> in between the bread. Make the bread extra soggy with the, with the mustard for the potato salad. And, and, and eat it like that. That's the only way to eat it when you when you're in KC, uh, Dockserville. See, I didn't I didn't know any better. Uh, and
1: they did have a potato salad, and but I was like, no, nah, I didn't want it. But I didn't know that was the reason they sold it like that because you're supposed yeah. to be prepared to. Yeah, yeah.
3: you learn yeah. something
1: every day. I appreciate got that, Ajju. That kind of glad I learned it,
3: though. You gotta get you some St. Louis barbecue and some Memphis barbecue. And then come back and ask you your palate once you get those. Great point!
1: Great point! Great point. With that being said, let me go to you, Charles, for a quick news. We'll have some news on the back end as well. But anything exciting going on that has that's on your
2: mind right now? Yeah, let's take a look at six HBCU players advanced to the XFL combat after a workout in Atlanta. Uh, through and this past Saturday, the XFL held its second. Uh, HBC showcase hosted by Clark Atlanta University. Six players among the 100 participants took part in the event and earned invites to the XL, XFL Combine after going through drills in front of league personnel. Those six players are Tamir Grandover, Jr., wide receiver from Morehouse, uh, Stafford Anderson, running back from Alcorn State University, Tyler King, running back from Edward Waters, Joshua Reed, linebacker from Grambling State, uh, Joseph Stuckey, linebacker from North Carolina AT, and Janai uh Janun Liddell, I should say, uh, defensive back from Kentucky State. So uh these six players will be moving on now uh to uh get another look see by the likes of the XFL. So kudos to those young men for uh participating in that combine and, and getting another look.
1: Good stuff. Kudos to all in for getting that shot. DC defense head coach Reggie Barlow himself will produce product of HBCUs, as we all know, starting as a player at Alabama State and joining uh, winning runs as a coach at Alabama State and Virginia State, as well as playing in the NFL for a while uh, there, um, was there to showcase, created a platform for players, HBCUs, so he's finding ways uh, to continue to represent HBCUs. With that being said, A.D. Hey, Drew, what's on your mind in
3: terms of the HBCU News of the Week? Well, we... Uh, since it's the best of baseball season, you know, cho- let's see. You went to the baseball game yesterday. Charles mentioned that he was going to to go to the game tomorrow. So let's do some. Let's talk to MLB, Doctor Gabriel. and let's
0: talk yeah. to
3: HBCU players. Uh, Showcase their talent for the 2023 MLB Combine. This comes from HBCU Sports. After a not a single HBCU player was selected. To participate in the first ever MLB Combine, two standout performers will work out above the top amateur players, uh, in, in the country. North Carolina a and pitcher, pitcher Xavier Nietzsche and Bethune-Cookman infield Highland Hall will be in a group of 343 college and mm-hmm. high school players at the Major League Baseball Combine this week at Chase Field in arizona and if you want to watch them work out you can tune into the mlb network we missed it today everybody but there will be uh, some more workouts on the mlb network as of tomorrow
1: good stuff good stuff shout out to those young men and wish them the best as they continue to push for their careers at the professional ranks both in the xfl and major league baseball that's pretty good yeah the college world series man we Stayed in a hotel literally right next to the new stadium that was built. So we could walk across uh, the street, had great seats. Man, that's a magnificent venue that they built up there, a multi million dollar uh, venue um, in there. It's pretty good baseball being played at that level. Um, Do said it again. He says he now he went, went from basketball taking a team to the final part of basketball. Now he's ready to take a team in baseball to the College World Series against that Final Eight. I said, well, whichever way you want to go, we'll figure it out. We'll, I'll make sure that I'm there <laughs> to see you do your thing. So that was pretty cool, as he was still representing HBCUs to the fullest even at the College World Series. But we had a great time. He enjoyed it. Continue to do what you do, Deuce. Uh, we all support you. With that, we'll take our first break, come back on the other side. We got some more polls out here. We asked this question a week ago. and said, was anybody – going to not take North Carolina Central number one in terms of these votes? A.D. Drew, you said maybe. Charles said, no, don't do it. We'll come back on the other side and see if that happened in the HBCU Gay Day poll. For those that read it, you already know. But We're going to bring in our guests to talk about it a little bit and see what our co-hosts think about it. We'll go through some rankings as we continue to get you ready for your football season. It's almost here. Stick with us. We'll be right back on the other side after this break.
2: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Charmin Ultra Soft has so much cushiony softness, it's hard for your family to remember they can use less.
0: Sweet pillars of softness.
4: This is soft. Holy Charmin. Oh, excuse me. Roll it back, everybody. Sorry. Charmin Ultra Soft is so cushiony soft, you'll want more. But it's so absorbent, you can use less. So it's always worth it. Now, what did we learn about using less? You gotta roll it back. Everybody, <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin?
0: Since 2002, Empowerment Resources Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties through its programs Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens and parenting education coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.EmpowermentResourcesInc.org. Follow us on social media, Facebook.com forward Empowerment.Resources and Instagram.com forward slash EmpowermentJAX. T. Madden & Associates
3: is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're
0: turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them they to tell you if your team, if they want to loud laugh, about, So listen to Professor Yesa, sir, Yesa, sir. and pay attention, because
1: he to teach a this lesson, lesson. lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBC Sports Lab. We have our guests in the building today, Steven the HBC Game Day. They dropped a top 10 poll rankings we're going to get a little discussion we do that before we do that i want to shout out to theron waters he was first in the lab first in the class today sitting up front ready to go to get into the lecture shout out to chuck hunt ricky burden also in the building hbcu heritage center always in here taking care of business silas edward mcmorris carl moore jerome g sutton carol keeler G-Boom Holly are all in the building as we get into talking a little bit about the poll ranking, uh, getting ready for Steve Gaither. With that being said, Steve, as I know this is a composite of the voters for HBCU game day, can you give us a framework of what metrics you use for voters or what they kind of think about in regards to uh, getting into the top ten?
4: Yeah, Doc. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, no, it's um, you know, this is uh year two of the poll for us. You know, famously last year, uh, we left off North Carolina Central uh and then they ended up winning the celebration bowl. And uh Trey Oliver let us know from uh from FIAC Media <laughs> Day all the way. And so I mentioned it on the podium accepting the celebration ball trophy that someone let you know the people left them out for the top 10 and i think we were the only one so um you know uh which is kind of which is kind of why i personally had had kind of yeah i kind of never really wanted to do a poll ranking but you know we right, you know man. we're a team so we decided to, to do a team about uh, poll and everything like that so um so basically it's just our staff um you know I, and i don't think that we necessarily had any specific criteria i think everybody just kind of I know the the position that I took and I think uh, the most of the team took so just kind of looking where folks were last year, um, you know, what they have, you know, what they have coming back. And then also, um, you know, what they may have added, but, you know, as we've seen over the last couple of years, um, you know, those additions um, can often be uh, misleading. You know, they may, you know, sometime the last couple of years, the teams with the made the biggest splash, uh, especially via the transfer portal, hasn't necessarily uh, delivered. And then you have a Jackson State who who did who was able to cash in on it. Uh, so uh, so that's kind of, you know, how I looked at it, just kind of where they were last year. What changes have been made? How, who has momentum? And uh, and then today, you know, we even put out a couple of teams that that may be the next team to make us look silly. So we'll see what happens.
1: Steven. This is the great thing about the pole rankings. Everybody loves to talk about it. Don't worry about it. I've been blessed, and we've been doing it for 20 years. Sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you don't. So let it roll off your shoulder. It's the good thing that you had a coach that was that curious, because the first thing coach said, we don't worry about the pole rankings, don't we? Now all of a sudden, he's <laughs> like, oh, we not in your top ten pole rankings. I thought you didn't worry about the pole rankings, coach. But I get it. I get it. I get it. So don't worry about it. This is the way we're going to do this. We're going to do your bottom five, include uh, receiving votes. And then we're going to get A.D., Drew, and Charles to kind of chop it up and say whether they agree with you as well. But this is the kid bit that I want to see if you're willing to do. Obviously, this is a positive. So you put some people at 10. I want you to know if you agree with the collaborative as well. So when we say a team, you tell us, well, yeah, I had them top 10. No, I didn't. I had them a little higher, a little lower. Uh, if you will, we can go through that. So let's get into it. First of all, receiving votes, you had Tennessee State. They end up getting three votes, which I thought was significant here because they were the only one that received vote, essentially, in terms of the ranking. But most folks had teams with more points, and so everybody kind of agreed with everybody else. Tennessee State seemed like the long-ranger in terms of maybe one or two people had them in the top 10 while everybody didn't. So getting into the actual top 10, we're going to go 10 through six, starting from the top so we can go all the way, starting from the bottom to go to the top. And number one remains nameless. But there is some intrigue about number one rankings that we had a little bit here. So we'll get in that as we get to it. And number two, Prairie View with 16 points. They were the 2021 SWAT West champs, took a step back last season as they lost, a game in the Mississippi Valley that if they won, they actually would have been back-to-back West Division and had another shot at Jackson State. It was not to be. That's all part of the history. But according to the HBCU game, they stack. Many of them have them at number 10, and they're at 10 with 16 points. At number 9, we come out of the SWAC, we go into the MIAC, the rival conference there between the SWAC and MIAC. We had the miac challenge where they tip off, and then at the end of the season, as we all know, the champions of the two conferences face off in the celebration vote. Could we get a Morgan state View matchup in the celebration vote? Maybe it's a little too much early for that. But Damon Wilson heads into the second season of Baltimore with a lot of interest, and according to those folks on the staff, Morgan State, top 10 type interest as they come in number nine with 19 mm. points, potentially the biggest question mark. In the MIAC, according to Stephen Gaithan. If the offense can develop some semblance of balance, the Bears definitely have a say-so in who wears the MIAC crown. Pretty good. I like that breakdown. I can agree with a lot of that. Great points made there. Bringing us to number eight, we're going to stay in the MIAC. South Carolina State looks like many people think they're going to bounce back. 27 points. This time last year, South Carolina State was thinking back-to-back now the refrain is don't call it to come back. And South Carolina State looks to recover from a very disappointing season from 2021 Celebration Bowl. Can they get back in the fold? Coach Buddy Hugh is not able to stay down for long. But, man, you're talking about falling head over heels last year. It'll be interesting to see just if they climb back and how much they climb back as preseason number eight. Let's get into number seven. As we have to close out on the bottom five at number seven, none other than team outside of the MiAC SWAT, previously in the MiAC is A&T, North Carolina AT, 29 points. Hmm, a little surprising here for me, but I can see it. North Carolina AT started off slow last season, but nearly came back to win the Big South title. Great points. But it's a brand new day, and Sam Washington is no longer with the team. Sam watching it out. New head coach, Vincent Brown, is in. And they moved to the Colonial Athletic Association. Many people believe that the Colonial is a top three FCS conference. We'll see what that looks like. They have the task of leading the program to see if they can rebuild this roster. They've lost some of the transfers, and we'll see what that looks like. But let's close out on the bottom five and number six and get into some of this dialogue. Number six, we go back to the SWAC. With Alabama State, 33 points. Eddie Robinson led a feisty defense that challenged both Jackson State and Fabio last fall. The team has seen tough transfer portal losses and has a question quarterback, but sometime will tell us if truly the SWAT contender is a contender or a pretender. Great point, which means we have in the bottom five, we have two from the SWAT, two from the MEAC, one independent, and just outside is also the second independent. Again, 10, Prairie 16 points. Nine, Morgan State, 19 points. Eight, South Carolina State with 27 points. Seven, North Carolina a with 29 points. And six, Alabama State with 33 points. Stephen gave from you the guess. Tell us a little bit about where you had these teams. Did they match up with everybody else's votes?
4: Uh, Not quite. Um, so I think <laughs> – <laughs> That's a That's nice not ball. Quite. not quite. <laughs> um so uh, number 10 for me was Prairie View. Um and you know, uh, number 10 was them I could easily probably put Texas Southern in that slot they're probably interchangeable to me. Mm-hmm. Um Filled but uh, I got Prairie View number 10. Um number 9 I had Alabama State. Um Ooh. you know I had I had them, I had them uh number nine. Um, you know, again, they uh surprised a lot of people last year, uh kept posting some games, but um, you know, weren't able to pull them out. And uh, you know, they got a lot of questions. Uh, they lost a lot of key players, uh, some really talented players in the portal. So I'll be interesting to see uh what's what with them. Uh, I had Morgan State at number eight. Um, you know, they uh they had some you know, they had some ups and downs last year. But I think, you know, Coach Wilson, again, he got in, you know, just around around his time last year. And, mm-hmm. you know, still a better year than they've been accustomed to the last couple of years. So um, I, I like the, the upward trajectory of them. I had South Carolina State at number seven. Um, you know, they are, you know, obviously they fell a lot last year. Uh, they don't have Shaq Davis anymore. Uh, and they also did lose their leading tackler, B.J. Davis, uh, via the transfer portal, too, as well. Uh, but I believe Javonski Green is still coming back and Corey Fields. Um, and, you know, um, I-, I think that uh, there have been some changes on the staff, so we'll see what happens with them. Uh, but I-, I believe Coach Pew won't be in the bottom of the MIAC for very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at number six, I had Howard, um, you know, the runner-up, well, the co-champ last year. Um, and, and you know, they, uh, now they did lose to Alabama state, um, early in the year in the MEAC swag challenge, and they had a slow start. They picked up momentum uh, as the year went on. They just didn't have anything for, uh, North Carolina central, uh, when they came to Durham that day. But, uh, I think, you know, again, I think those another program that's trending in the right direction. Um, I think they got a lot of guys coming back. And so, um, I, I can see them again competing for the MEAC. Um, and so that's where I've got them slotted number six.
2: Mm. I like that.
1: Pretty good. Pretty good there. But let's, let's go to our team, Charles Bishop. What do you say about 10 through 6? Either I, I, from Stephen Gaither's perspective or the staff perspective, where are you with these teams uh, at the bottom
2: 10? Uh, I tend to agree with Stephen uh, a little bit more than the staff in regards to the uh, for me, when I looked at AT itself, they say great minds think alike. I was looking at a and I thought that was kind of high, uh especially with the coaching change and playing in such a tough conference in the C uh CAA. Uh but what's curious to me, I, I think is uh South Carolina State Morgan State. Uh for me, uh I'm trying to take a look at which one is trending. A little bit quicker in that, uh, in terms of the upward mm-hmm. trajectory. Uh, Morgan State uh, did much better than I've seen them do uh, in many, many years. And you know, with Damon Wilson uh, taking over that program, uh, to me they are ascending uh, in the right direction. Whereas I don't quite see uh, South Carolina State ascending in that manner. In fact, for me at least, Court Fields took a step back last year. I, I would would have thought that he would have uh, improved upon this 2021 season. But it seems as though, uh, for whatever reason, he, he went uh, in a different direction last year. So uh, for me, Morgan State is the team to watch, uh, at least for me uh, over there in the MEAC, uh, especially knowing the sort of talent that Damon Wills put together. So I, I tend to agree with, with, with Steve quite, quite a bit with regards to the way he looked at that bottom 10.
1: Yeah, I understand that there. I do like the idea that Morgan State for a lot of people is going to be the team to watch and keep your eyes on. It's going to be interesting. Are they going to be able to live up to those expectations, or do you get that sophomore slump? I'm going to yeah. be very intrigued about what that looks like. Let me you go to and H- kind of get his Exactly. Get his synopsis on that uh, first five as we look at it in terms of the top ten of HBCU game day. Where did you come in in terms of your alignment uh, between Charles, Stephen Gaither, or the staff?
3: Well, I, I definitely think Oregon State should be higher than the number nine that the people over at HBCU game day gave them. I honestly think Howard may have been a one-year wonder. I don't think they're going to go be a one 4 team in the conference. But I don't think they are going to finish in second place again in the uh, conference. You know? That's going to be between <laughs> Morgan State and South Carolina State, and I think I'm leaning more towards Morgan State right now because I'm just I'm a believer in in Damon Wilson and the things that I saw him do at Bowie State. Uh, a lot of people don't know Bowie State. Uh, had limited scholarships. They didn't have for a full block of the scholarships and he was still able to right. somehow win three consecutive uh titles in a row there at Bowie State. So, you know, he's got he's got similar dynamics at Bowie State, but he's got a lot more scholarships to work with. So we see him do his magic with little to nothing. Let's see what he does when he's got a little bit more money in the bank. We'll just leave it like that.
1: Great stuff. I think all of us are on the same page in terms of Morgan State, is everybody is really intrigued to see what Morgan State can get done this year. I think you just put it out there, the whammy of the day, if you want to look at it, when you said Howard, one-year wonder, in terms of them going back uh, to the bottom of the barrel, uh,
3: which is going to be fascinating. To I, see I, what, think, uh, I think they're just going to be – they're going to be video. They're going to be on their 3-2, 2-3 two, two line. No, when in, I say In
2: bottom, the media. Yeah,
3: I
1: mean, to your point. Uh, the, the expectations, though, is they're going to take the next step. Uh, mm. They were co-champs, second in terms of not getting the bid. But I think you make a wonderful point. Can they maintain that level? Can they take that next step? You're saying no, they're going to take a step back, whatever that looks like. And Charles on the other, it's similar in terms of his look at AT. He's concerned with A&T and South Carolina State, that they're going to retread and take that step back. One, because of the coach. The other one, a little question about Corey fields in terms of quarterback play, which is a question. Many people understand that he had uh, obviously off the field battles he had to deal with and think that he'll come back stronger, but it's going to be something fascinating to watch. Let's take a break. We'll come back on the top five. It's always tough, always tough I should say, (laughs) on the first five. But the top five usually is a little more balanced and people seem to be on the same page. We'll see if that's the case as we unveil the top five HBCU game day in terms of the staff looking at the poll rankings. I bet you they have North Carolina Central in it this year. But again, Stan, don't, worry <laughs> about it. Pay it. don't worry about the poll ranking. do that. Well, maybe they do. When we get those press conferences, we'll find out. Steelers will be right back after this break.
0: <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it?
1: myjbn.com backslash support myjbn.com backslash support for more information
4: Free driving offers the most advanced and luxurious pickup in its class. Yeah, it runs. From
2: novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous, curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com.
3: Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never
4: not working, huh?
3: Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know.
4: (laughs) Never not working. Never not working.
0: Never, ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working.
3: Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology.
2: It's like a loot machine. All around town, we trying to get it.
0: Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they're going to tell you if your team, if they want a long laugh. Read about, read about. So listen to Professor Yes, sir, Yessa sir. and pay attention because so he going to teach a I, lesson. We got love, got level love ahead. This is
1: Dr. Dill inside the ABC Sports Lab as you get some of the back talk as we're excited about unveiling the top five. And just understanding that we have folks from all sides of this. So you're going to get really how we think. Not all that bias that you get out there from the fans, fans, fans perspective. We need them, though, because the fans would make us go around. But let's get in this top five. Before we do that, let's give it back to you again. Uh, The first five in, including uh, receiving votes, was Tennessee State. But then you get in those first five. Number 10, Prairie, 16 points. Number nine, Morgan State at 19 points. Number eight, South Carolina State at 27 points. And number seven, North Carolina a t at 29 points. And number six, Alabama State at 33 points. So let's get in the top five. We have Howard. The team says, the staff says at HBCU game day, they said, don't worry about A.D. Drew. They'll be back. They have the number five at 42 points. As we said, slow start last year. Howard took care of business in the MEAC and actually got a share. People forget that. They got a share of the championship. We're so focused on the team that actually represented for North Carolina, uh, for the MEAC, and they represented in fine fashion winning the Celebration Bowl against Jackson State. Um, so you do have that. Larry Scott says he's back in the football business, and he looks to maintain what he built at Howard University. He has a quarterback coming back. Can everybody say that in this top ten? It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see what that looks like. Can he get a little more help on the defensive side? He mm-hmm. may turn AD Drew into a believer. We'll see what that looks like as we move further. And number four, we have Southern forty-seven points. Somebody believes in Eric Dooley. Eric Dooley <laughs> I don't know about that Southern. <laughs> Southern claimed the SWAC West title last season. His first year under <laughs> Eric Dooley, so people remember. Previous to that, he was a View, So that's two West Division championships that he's won in a row. Unfortunately for him, that's actually three losses to Jackson State, two last year and one previously in terms of championship game. Mm-hmm. One of those losses was a regular season game. But Southern claimed the SWAT West title last season the first year under duly as we said. Losing to Jackson State, quarterback is still a question mark. I agree. But as long as the defense will remain strong, it should be in the race. They should have a strong defense, but they did lose some pieces up front. But many people, at least Southern fans, will tell you that that's one of the deepest units they have. We'll unsee later whether that's just Southern
3: glasses
1: or are they really accurate in regards to them understanding what they have on the football field. At number three, Jackson State, yes, they lost Coach Prime. They lost Sanders, the quarterback. They lost others to transfer, but they also got transfer portals. They recruited very high. You remember the recruiting rankings. They were at number in the top five. They're actually top three in terms of what they did recruiting-wise and most uh, platforms out there. So Jackson State, since they're still in the business, they do not rebuild. They just reload. We'll see what that means. 50 points has them at number three for the HBCU game day staff. Two-time defending SWAC champion celebration bowl runner-up, Jackson State has lost a lot from last year's team. A total of 12 all-SWAC players competing under Deion Sanders last year. Only one of them, tight end DJ Stevens, will hit the field against South Carolina State. First year, Coach T.C. Taylor and his staff have filled up their roster, so we'll see if there are enough talent to balance out the losses. One thing that's going to be fascinating for me in terms of Jackson State when we get into it, is their tough schedule. This team could actually be better in terms of the overall and make a deeper run and still run the SWAC, but they might not have the undefeated record, as you see. So it'll be fascinating to see kind of how they navigate that first part of the season. For those that haven't seen it by now, all HBCU fans have, but they got South Carolina in the SWAC Challenge. Then they have the rivals out of the East in that Labor Day weekend game against FAMU. Then they have their big rival also in the SWAC coming out of the West Division. Southern. Now, that game does not count in standings, so we got to remember that, see what that looks like as we get into number two. Number two, we just talked about those rattlers, Florida A&M, 73 points. This is where we had a unique debate, as we talked about last week when North Carolina came out in the top part of the FC rankings. We said, would anybody in terms of the HBC poll not have North Carolina Central number one. Everybody pretty much said no. They'll be undefeated. So then I asked the actual question, Stephen gave. It. I asked would anybody, and I think you were following us on the show that way. It's kind of why I wanted to get your opinion once this came out. We also had a debate, would anybody not vote them number one? Well, it didn't take long for us to find out what the HBCU game day. you has two first-place votes as they get off the heat. Don't tell on your staff, so we're going to do that to you, Keith. You ain't got to, unless it was you, you can say it yourself. But anybody else, don't put them out there like that. The past three, se- three seasons, 2022, 2021, 2019, obviously they didn't play in the COVID year 2020. FAMU has finished 9-2. yet has zero conference championships and celebration bowl appearances. Amazing. Think about it. 2019 team was kept out of the celebration bowl by self-imposed in a sanctions. The 21-22 teams were kept out by Charles Bishop Jackson State as he continues to smile over there. This year, the Willie Simmons and company finally brings true hardware back to Tallahassee. And he's a bridesmaid at Prairie. That time it was Gremlin that snuck him down there. So he just finds a way to win a lot of games. But can he get it done this year? And maybe he'll face off against number one, North Carolina Central. 76 points we had six first place votes uh in terms of what took place there we're gonna go back to you steve a little differently this time you don't have to break down what you did but i do want to know did you have FAMU number one were you one of those voters
4: nah (laughs) (laughs) um no i didn't um you know no north carolina central um, you know, Davious Richard last you year. You learned
1: your lesson last year, huh? You didn't have to worry one those both for trade.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, obviously, you know, and I and I told the guys last year at the at the Miag Media Day, for me mm-hmm. last year, one of the reasons why I wasn't as high on them as I probably should have been. Uh the eyeball test a couple of the games that I went to in 2021. Uh, you know, they, were, they just true. they didn't separate. You, I, mean, hey, I, I let saw me them. save
1: you this, Stephen. Let me save this. I'm reminded because my boy Joshua Sims, senior, he hates when I put this out. This is a team—not to say the Valley couldn't do this, because we saw what they did against Prairie View. They had a chance to win it, but remember, this is a team that went down the Valley and lost to Mississippi State. That's Charles, always minus about. The- Please mm-hmm. proceed. Yeah,
4: yeah they, they lost to Valley. They—they uh, they were down in the second half to, to, to my alma mater, Winston-Salem State, who was not a good team in the CIAA. Um, mm-hmm. I know they had some players that they had out, and that was a game that I was at. Uh, they did have impressive comeback against Norfolk State that year. Um, but Davious Richard was fully healthy uh, this year, uh, and, you know, he, he did his thing. And so clearly uh, he comes back, with the Trail Collier comes back, and they have a lot of guys that are coming back and are really, um, you know, are really going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. So uh, they were clear number one for me. Famu, I mean, again, you know, it's you know they they've got the recipe. They they win a lot of games, but everything's gonna come down to what they do against uh, Jackson State in Week One, and then and even then though, I'll say this because if you go back to even 2018, they didn't go nine and two, but they did have a chance. in Willie Simmons' first year to win the Miac and uh, to win the MEAC last three, and they lost the last. They fumbled it away. So they have to prove that even if they get past that first game it's great to do but then they're still going to have to carry the flag the rest of the way for me. Um Jackson Charles State Jackson State, you know, um I know uh, I know all of the fans besides Charles think that they should still be number 1. Uh, I think they're still going to walk on water. Um you know, and I think they're still going to be good and competitive. But again, for me when any if you just put if you take the name off of it, and any, ask any team if a team loses 11 of their 12 all-conference players and their head coach and has a rookie head coach, are they going to go undefeated? Are they going to be the best out of the – I just don't see it. Hey, we've been wrong before, clearly, last year. But uh, mm-hmm. I think, you know, they're in a similar situation as North Carolina AT. t Obviously, actually, um, when you look at, you know, having mm-hmm. a first-year head coach, losing a lot of players, and obviously, you know, they had, you know, what they've done the last two years speaks for itself. And I think coach Taylor will be fine. Uh, but I think again, just with everything that they've lost, uh, of course they got a lot coming back in the portal, but again, what did we learn last year with Alabama A&M in the portal? Um, you know, they had, you know, a whole new platoon of guys from the portal. So we'll see. Um, we'll see what Jackson state does, but I think they'll still be in the mix. And I had Southern at four and I had AT A&T at five actually. So, um, you know, we'll we'll see, um, but I think for me, number one and number two were kind of locked in. And number three as well, and then after after that, you know, there's there's pretty much leeway between in in between four and I'd say eight for me. Hmm.
1: That's good stuff. Good stuff. You know, we, we're gonna do a, a great tease. We're gonna ho- hold on to eighty Drew and Charles, and we come back after the break and get their analysis of what Stephen gave. Yeah, I know you're ready to jump in, there. That's why we kind of put the plug on it. Get some suspense going here. Let's come back on the other side and do the last segment, and we'll see what these gentlemen say. And then we get some questions in here, uh, and I'll let it out now so you get a chance to ponder it. Ricky Burton says, "No grammar, all corn." I understand the question of all corn, but I'm fascinated about see what people think that grandma's going to take that next step. We'll see. Stick with us out the end of the break. And we'll see what these two gentlemen say. Get a little retort from Stephen Gaither. Great breakdown there. Great analysis you provide, Gaither. Uh, I'm on your side. I agree with the top ten poll rankings, at least in terms of how you broke them down. We'll see what it means at the end of the year. We'll give you week-to-week updates. We'll tell you who's hot, who's not. Things change. That's just why we call it the season and why we tell you they have to play the game. Stick with us after this
2: We? Is
4: this the one?
2: Well, let's say I found the one who takes me to another level. Always stays calm under pressure. Most importantly, the one that helps me discover the coolest places. This sounds wonderful. Come outside, I'll introduce you. Here. Definitely the
0: one.
1: (laughs) Introducing the all-new Nissan Frontier.
0: Press the yeah. analytic data with your hip hop. If you know him like I know them, They gonna tell you if your team if they wanna loud, laugh. We'll we'll so listen to Professor Yes, yes, sir, yes and sir. pay attention because so he gonna teach a lesson. This
1: is Dr. Bill inside the HBC HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. My Washington is out on the sign. We have AD Drew, we have our guest, Stephen Gates at HBCU. They breaking down what the staff did. For the top 10 rankings, let me rewind, give it to y'all again. We finished with the top five, but I'm gonna take you all through the top 10. Outside receiving votes, Tennessee State could not get in the top 10, but they are looking in at number 10, Prairie View AM at 16, Morgan State at number 19, South Carolina State at 8 with 27 points, and I should say that's Morgan State at 9 with 19 points, Prairie View with 16 points at number 10. Bringing us to number seven, North Carolina AT with 29 points. And number six, Alabama State with 33 points. Getting those top five programs, Howard at 42 points, Southern at 47, Jackson State at 50. At number three, number Fan New 73 points and two first place votes. At number one, North Carolina Central with 76 points, six first place votes. As we look at the top 10, let's go to you, Drew. What do you think about the top five teams? You already told us, obviously Howard is too high for you. But besides that, what else do you think?
3: Well, I know there's at least one rattler on the HBCU game day staff. I'm going to assume that was one <laughs> of the first place oh, votes. Are there two rattlers on the staff now? Tell him like. on it so, so like that. Uh oh. So Duff said we we done, we we've done the homework, Doctor Kabir. We we know who it is. So uh, only
4: only one of them only one of them voted for FAMU number one though. Ooh, I'm at. All all
3: right. Right. Now to you got
4: a
1: Now you got to think about it a little bit. You say yeah. you say Good job. All right.
3: all right, but uh, I'm I'm disappointed in the poll for one reason, and that is, alcorn State is not in the poll. Not only are they not in the top ten, they aren't even receiving votes. Uh, and we've been talking about during the break. Nobody could t- tackle on However, last year, you're adding... Pray if you, uh, could not, pray if you could not, wherever you could not. You're, you're adding transfer quarterback from Missouri, Tyler Bacon, to the mm-hmm. bigs, who is going to be in the bigs for uh, one of the top quarterbacks in the SWAC uh, this upcoming year, in my opinion. So I'm thinking Alcorn sh- definitely should be represented and yeah I remember last year at media Day I said the West was going to be one with the five and three record y'all laughed at me and I was right I A.D.? everybody laughed at me <laughs> everybody <laughs> laughed at me when I said the West was going to be in with, with a five and three record and don't be surprised if it was a four and four and we almost had a four and four uh team winning if we'd had a loss on that last, on that last day but anyway I'm, gonna go good for three I'm, I'm going to go ahead and make that same prediction. I think there's so much parity in the West. We're going to see a similar type of result in the West this year mm. because all those teams are they they're good. They they're all they all have their good points, but they're all flawed in in some type of way, at least right now in the preseason. I think we're going to have that same five and three where anybody can beat anybody on any given day in the West uh
1: this year. Good stuff, good stuff. Charles, what do you say?
2: No, I, I can agree with you, AD, in regards to Allcorn. I think Allcorn is one of those teams that I definitely would have had uh top 10 if for nothing but one of the just the toughest running backs in the swag, Jarvey Howard. Like we mentioned, he is just a load to bring down. Um I will say this about Jackson State. Um obviously there's been a lot of change there. And uh, when you lose that amount of talent, uh, I think if you're a Jackson state fan uh, and you're still thinking it's going to be a repeat of 21, 22, you do have rose colored glasses on. I I do believe uh, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. That's not to say they don't have talent. And we talked about the first four games of the season. I believe if Jackson state can get through Uh, those first four games, that's a team you really don't want to see once you get to late October into November. Uh, And it's one thing that I always remember uh, that uh, Coach McNair said at Alcorn, that once a team has championship DNA within their system, they are hard to take out. And that's what makes Jackson State scary uh, going toward the back part of the season. Uh, If you're a Jackson State fan, I would take a look at this ranking. And I would be wondering who siphoned off these two first place votes from North Carolina Central, uh, because with Florida AM being two. <laughs> because I think most Jackson State fans just do not have that brand fear of Florida AM. Uh it has been a second or two since Florida AM has beaten Jackson State. And that's going back, you know, a, a culture two ago, you know, where uh you know, Jackson State just does not have this all shucks. Thing going on with Florida and Rally, so the Orange Blossom Classic will be tremendously fun. I think uh, this upcoming season. So if, if 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 you know if there is a, a switch, maybe in the top five, I go with the Celebration Bowl runner-up at number two versus number three, even with all that talent being lost. Uh, but I, kudos to TC Taylor. Uh, kudos to that Jackson State staff. They still recruited their A off uh, in terms of getting a lot of talent. To, to come to jackson state so i don't think the fall off is going to be as drastic as some people are thinking with jackson state
1: good stuff good stuff great analysis i'm not sure about rose colored glasses i'd probably say blue bonnet color glasses <laughs> no doubt no
2: doubt
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> but can i ask question point, before I, we jump off of this hold, hold on because i wanted to get this in here uh, two credit that Steven gave to. There were a couple of teams that they came back and said some teams that people should keep their eyes on. And that none other than uh, Texas Southern, Auckland State that you mentioned, AD Drew, as well as you, Charles, and mm-hmm. Alabama a and to surprise some people. I like that pick with Alabama a and I know a lot of folks are not high on Connor Maynard, but it'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see, does he got the quarterback? Uh, if he does, obviously that's going to go a long way with Alabama a and So I'm fascinated the other team, uh, obviously, you. I told you about Ricky Burton talking so, yeah. um, about Grambling. So, traditionally, they don't stay down long. Back around to everybody. I want to mm-hmm. start with you, Steve, and uh, a little bit. Your thoughts on those three teams. If you had to pick one of them to jump in the top 10, which one do you have, Steven?
4: Yeah, I feel like Alcorn State may give me uh the same uh feeling that I got last year when uh North Carolina Central mm. went to the championship game. Uh, I mean again, another team with, you know, an average mediocre record, a little bit below, uh, but a lot of close games, uh, and a really good player, uh, key player on the offense. If they can get a, a quarterback, if they can get their quarterback answered, which usually is a, a strength of their program, uh, then they'll be right in the mix and they definitely could be back in. A place that they're still looking to pick up a win in in Atlanta, but hey, you know they. Get, <laughs> hey, we know they know how to get there. So it's the
3: whole swag, Steve. So don't feel bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Grambling Grambling, no. hey, I am mean, so so getting old now, now but Grambling I think got I remember win one of them. But yeah, <laughs> right. Charles,
1: you were gonna jump in here. What did you have to say? Where would what direction?
2: <laughs> well, you know, Gremlin is an intriguing team, and I think yeah, you touched on the parity, especially in regards to the Swag West, but you know traditionally if you watch the swag for i don't know how many grandma just doesn't stay down for forever so I, I you know i am looking for a certain amount of bounce back uh from 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 that grandma program and i and i do think you know uh the west is so wide open this season that uh we could be talking about a texas southern or Grambling come november being right there in the in the thick of things so uh those are, are two intriguing teams very much so in the west and then we already mentioned you know uh some of the pieces that all have coming in uh this is going to be a fun fun season uh especially you take a look at the breath of the sweat but especially the sweat left.
1: eddie drew i'm gonna make it a little harder on you uh oh um you 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 done all the homework assignments and you turned the first one in already you turned it in so early that I haven't even had a chance to break it all down I looked at it I am still grading in 82 so I want to know great work there but if you couldn't pick off state cuz you already told me that you think they should be in 10 if you had to look at Texas Southern, Ramblin, or Alabama A&M Alabama A&M and Texas Southern were the, the two of the three teams including Offord that uh, HBCU game they thought about but since uh our viewer talked about grambling if i had to have alabama a&m grambling the texas southern which of those three teams would you say have the biggest opportunity to be in the top 10 at the end of the year
3: without having the schedule in front of me just based on what, what we know, not come back here. before i answer this question you you would know this uh since you worked there is antibody coming back and healthy dr
1: Yes, thus far, he's healthy. Uh, I had a little concern early, but he's out there, and he's looking the part so far so good in terms of his health and being able to do the things that he did. But, again, it'll be interesting when it becomes under live fire, to your point, which is a great question. It's a little different running around there looking lively uh, when you have a little more freedom and folks are not coming down the barrel of the beast. Uh, it's different when you start out the season with your uh, in-state rival Prairie View. Uh, which he yeah. has not, nor has any Texas Southern quarterback for the last couple of games had success in View. So great question.
3: Yeah, and it, it, it's just like Fairview-Jackson State. If Texas Southern can get over that hurdle, just like Fairview can get over that Jackson State hurdle, Texas Southern could be a team that could make the run in the West. That would be my sleeper team. But I did have one question for everybody. Is everybody cool with Southern being a number four? I'm not necessarily cool with
4: Southern at number four. We had I mean, we had them in number four last year, and they were in the final four. If you think about it, so you know, not super, not super impressed. They weren't super impressive during the regular season, but they, I, you know, I just think I, I believe they'll be in the mix at the end. I, I, I
3: almost have Southern at four by default. Oh, what are your
1: thoughts
4: on Southern?
2: When has when has Eric Dooly not won? I mean, I, I'm cool with Southern being. Number four, uh, and especially, you know, looking at some of the things they did defensively last year, that, that's a that's a solid four right there. They have, and we all have talked about it, uh, quarterback play was was not up to par, uh, just to be quite honest. Uh, if they have some changes offensively, you know, I could see them being right there in the mix uh, in terms of the, the upper echelon teams and in the SWAC West. Drew, go ahead and finish up with your analysis that you –
4: yeah,
3: I, I was going to say for me, it's, it's like Southern is kind of almost there like uh, by default because everybody that's listed behind Southern is flawed or has so many question marks. And Southern really only has one serious question mark, and that's the quarterback. Who's going to be quarterback? I mean, they got about 22 of them in camp right now competing for the starting <laughs> job. So
4: uh, I just don't, I just don't I, know that any just, of the other teams have gotten better and that's uh, that's my point that's my point that's why
3: i say southern is almost there by default because you can you can go down the list and 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 see so much wrong with so many questions with numbers five through ten on the list you have no choice but to put southern right there behind those top three which everybody knows in everybody's poll those are going to be the top three i I, you can almost guarantee that
2: Mm.
1: i almost think you can say to your point five through fifteen when you add those other three or four teams that could, in many people's poll, would probably be top ten. So I think yeah. you make a wonderful point when you talk about outside of those top three, I think there become some question marks in terms of who's going to fill in the rest of the gap. I think people are pretty solid, as I said, in that top five, certainly top three between Jackson State, FAMU, North Carolina Central. People may kind of debate and argue about two and three. I think you could do that fairly in regards to just – how they match up has came back the last couple of years. Yeah. Not much question mark number one, but I think everybody's comfortable about those top three if people are kind of serious and not just uh, getting into their bragging points in terms of what they want to see happen.
4: With that being it's said, like the Wizard of Vi- I think it's like the I Wizard would- of Oz. I mean, everybody's looking for something, a brain, a heart. Uh, I,
2: so. I, I, that, that's a perfect courage, analogy.
4: You know, and everybody everybody quarterback,
2: defense. Yeah.
1: Perfect analogy in terms of this, the season of the odds. (laughs) Who's going to have all three? Heart, the courage, and the brain. With that being said, I do like one final thing that you talked about, A.D. Drew, and we'll get a chance to do that. Steve, you'll come back uh, when we get a chance to break that down. We'll give you some time to let you know. But I want to do a breakdown in terms of over the next couple of weeks, we break down the schedule. One thing is fascinating about me, oftentimes we look, get this in isolation when we talk about teams and we look rightfully so in terms of who's bringing back what um you know who's not bringing back something who has a strong defense who should have a strong offense special teams play but when you start to break it down a little more when you break down the schedule and we've seen this done on hbc nightly a little while back and it had a lot of dialogue but it gets very intriguing when you break down the schedule and you see where a team has to play Uh, on the road or at home, a lot of times you don't think about that when you're just looking at an overall record. And then you start to look at maybe games in a row. Who plays maybe two or three tough games in a row and maybe two road games or who has a tougher team but they have them at home can kind of change your perspective when you start breaking things down uh, by schedule to see teams' thought process of likelihood of their overall record. And what does that mean conference. Uh, finish. So we'll get a chance to break that down and really get in a little more of this. This was great dialogue. when we had a chance to talk about the top 10 with that being said, we'll close out uh, and say that's a close to the show. This is Dr. Ville inside the HBC sports lab. Thank you for all our lab listeners joining us and bring us all this good dialogue. Thank you for listening inside the HBC sports lab. Make sure you share our, podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Neata-Bil, the Dean of HBC sports coming from inside the lab in the college of HBC sports with Mike Watson, Charles Bishop want to thank our guest, Stephen Gaither, HBC game day and the staff for putting out the poll rankings. I'm sure Stephen Gaither uh, made you all out in terms of how they broke down what they did in terms of their voting. Again, we want to thank listen to Dr. Bill's inside the HBC sports lab, obviously AD Drew, Here is no longer a guest. He is an associate assistant professor, I should say. Can you track? We have the other Professor Charles. We'll talk about Mike and see if we can find him as he is doing his rounds of duty. Again, we want to thank you for listening to Dr. Bill's HBC Sports Lab with Mike Washington Charles Bishop every Tuesday and Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday at six o'clock. We might be able to get you in some love, your little talk specifically on Tennessee to see what is going on there, what are people's thoughts. And then the following week, we may even go a A&T to see people's framework Are those programs progressing. People would like to see them uh, at this time. Follow me, Dr. Njada Kaville on D-R-K-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Inside the HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is Inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big and continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. Charles? Of course. Drew? Lecture. Dismissed. Have a life. Great stuff.